Kia ora and welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. One that not only supports you and your family financially, but one that gives you the freedom to live the life of your dreams. I'm taking the many lessons learnt over the last two decades of running my own business and working with hundreds of clients to bring you What's Working Now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients. We're even going to talk about how to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb so that you can flourish in your business. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, an Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well, and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Kia ora and welcome to episode 87 of Business Your Way. I really appreciate you returning every week on the podcast and maybe you don't tune in every week. Maybe you just come back from time to time, depending on what the title of the episode is that maybe catches your eye. But whether you are a repeat listener or whether you are new to the podcast, thank you for being here. I appreciate that you are choosing to tune into this podcast and use your time to listen to this podcast. It doesn't go without a lot of gratitude from me. So this week on the podcast, we're going to talk about one of the most frequently discussed topics amongst agency owners, which is sales and how to set appointments and actually close the sale. There is always a lot of talk about this. Should I be doing appointments? Should I be closing on the appointment? What if I don't? How can I do that? How do you do that? All of the things. So in today's episode, we're going to dive into sales calls, also known as discovery calls or strategy calls. We're going to dive into the structure, the flow and the call to action that should take place on these calls so that you can win more clients and grow your business. So what is a sales call or discovery call? Because there are a variety of attitudes, let's say, a variety of attitudes and thoughts out in the world about sales calls. Some of these you may have heard before, especially if you've been a little bit curious or you're doing sales calls and you're not sure if you're doing them right or you want to refine them or you're not having success with them. So there is a lot And depending on who you're listening to, people could be saying, don't call it a sales call, call it a strategy call. Then there are others saying, don't call it a strategy call because all you're doing is giving away your knowledge for free. And when you give it away for free, people don't value it. And so you're just wasting your time. So don't call it a strategy call. 
Others are saying, don't call it a discovery call. No one wants to be discovered. (laughs) And then there are other trains of thought out there which say, look, don't do them at all. Just scrap the strategy calls, discovery calls, scrap them all together and just sell a lead product. And then there are other schools of thought who say, if you are doing sales calls, then you need to close the sale on the call. Be sure that they commit and pay you before you end the call. And then there are also people saying, have a script, have a word by word script, don't deviate and don't wander from the script, otherwise you're going to lose the sale. I mean, if you are listening to all of the advice, and this is all coming at you, you could be confused you can remain stuck. And then these types of calls probably even scare the shit out of you because you've placed so much pressure on yourself that you have to close the sale on the call. And this is why I'm a big proponent of doing what is right for your business. There is no right way and there is no wrong way. A sales call and calling it a sales call could work for one business. Calling it a discovery call could work for another business. Closing people on the call might be something that is really successful for one business, but it doesn't mean that that's going to be successful for you. I always like to encourage people and encourage agency owners to do what is right for your personality and what is right for your business. Because I know what's right for my business isn't necessarily going to be right for somebody else's business. But for myself, and I want to say for the majority of agency owners who are running a done-for-you service, like consultants or virtual assistants or branding agencies, maybe social media agencies, copywriters design agencies, anyone running a done-for-you service, the most powerful way to build a relationship with that potential client is by getting them on a call with you. So I'm a strong believer in the power of a discovery call. Now you can call it whatever you like. I really don't think that matters. You just have to find the right name for your business. And saying that though, I'm starting to move towards the belief of not providing free strategy calls and only thinking about a free strategy call as a paid product. I'm not 100% in that camp yet, but those thoughts are, you know, swirling around in my head and I will land there at one point. But in my agency, I offer 45-minute free planning calls. So I call them a planning call because that's what we're going to do on the call. I've heard other agencies call them a fit call. Like we're going to jump on a call and see if we are a good fit to work together. And this will all make sense once I get down into explaining how to conduct these calls and the the energy, the mindset and the conversation that you need to be prepared for. P.S. It's not a script. So for me, the 45-minute free planning call is about assessing where that particular prospect is at with their event 
and whether it's something that my team and I can help them with. And probably about 90% of these calls move forward and I invite them to come and work with my team and I. The other 10% will they quickly establish for themselves that they have got more work to do before their event can even get a date in the calendar or move forward, let alone engage an event agency to help them. Usually I don't have to establish that. Usually with how the conversation goes, they already are establishing it for themselves. They're establishing that they've still got some more work to do before they can, you know, be sure that they can move forward with their event. And there's a quote from Patricia Fripp that says, you don't close a sale, you open a relationship if you want to build a long-term successful enterprise. And this is the exact reason why I offer the free planning sessions and I believe in that free discovery call. And I think this quote sums up the overall attitude that is required when it comes to how you think about and how you approach the discovery call, sales call itself. So for this episode, let's agree that we're going to call it a discovery call. Because discovery call implies that you are discovering things about each other with a view to opening up a long-term relationship by working together. Because when you've finished that initial project with that client, you want them to be raving about the service that they got from you, you want them to return to work with you, and you want them to refer their friends and colleagues to come work with you. So you're opening up that long-term relationship to work together. But there's also another saying, which I'm not sure where I heard it first, but it is the saying of sales as a service or sales is a service. Because if you can help someone solve their pain point and overcome the challenge that they have, then you are doing them a service. And you are doing them a disservice if you are not inviting them to come and work with you. So as a service provider, we probably understand that frame of mind the most. If we put ourselves in that frame of mind that our service is going to help that person, then I'm going to offer my service to help them because we want to help people. That's why we're in the business of done-for-you services, and that's why we've chosen the agency model. So I really like that saying, sales is a service. Alrighty, let's take a look at how to approach a discovery call so it doesn't feel like your prospect is being sold to. So you can relieve yourself of any pressure to close the sale and you can simply just enjoy the process. Now in full disclosure, this framework comes from Matt Church. However, it's exactly what I've been doing in my planning sessions ever since I implemented them a few years ago. I just didn't realize that this is what I was doing. I was just going with what felt natural to me. I was asking the questions that I needed to ask 
to find out where they were at with their event and whether they were a good fit and that I could help them, which is something that I really recommend that you do. And I've been calling this a consultative sales process because I approach my discovery calls with a consultation mindset. And that mindset leaves me open to what happens on the call. I am just in that consultative process with this prospect on the call. So I want to take you through this framework. There is the pre call phase, the during the call phase and the after the call phase and during each of these phases you want to be aware of your mindset, your energy and your conversation. The mindset is what you want to develop to have the right thinking going into the call. Your energy is about having the right tone and turning up with the right amount of energy to have an effective call. And then the conversation, you need to know what to say. By that, I don't mean that you need to have a script. And I'll get into what that means in a minute. So we need to think about your mindset, your energy and your conversation before the call, during the call and after the call. And believe me, your mindset and your energy are just as important as what you're going to say during your conversation. I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a big favour. If you are loving this podcast and this episode, I would be grateful if you could share it with a friend. Or even better yet, to jump over onto Instagram and share it on your stories. Don't forget to tag me, I'm sandrajulian.co. That really is the best way for others to find out about this podcast, and I thank you in advance. Alrighty, back to the episode. So let's take a look at the pre-discovery call. Your mindset needs to be cool. And you need to recognize that sales is just a numbers game. We'll either get a yes or a no. And we also need to decide whether the client is for us or isn't for us. So you just need to have that cool mindset that this is just a numbers game. Your energy that you need to develop before the discovery call is you need to be sold on your solution. You need to believe in your service and you need to believe the results that your service can get before you even show up on the call. Because when you believe in yourself, you'll show up in that energy. And then the conversation. So you need to be clean and upfront about the purpose of the meeting. So if you're calling it a strategy call, then be clear about what's going to happen in that call. If you're calling it a right fit call or a discovery call or a planning call, just be upfront and clean so both you and your potential client know what the agenda is before the meeting even takes place. So there's no smoke and mirrors about the conversation that's going to take place during the call, which then moves us on to the call itself. So your mindset during the call is to be selective. Be very clear with yourself that you are choosing your clients. You should be clear before the meeting about the type of people that you want to work with, the work you do, and how you want to work. So then when you're on the call, 
your mindset is about being selective. And your energy during the call is this one of dancing with the conversation, being present and being joyous and being totally in the moment. This also means being generous with your knowledge. You want your prospect to walk away from the meeting feeling like they were seen and heard. So don't hold back just because it's a free call. Don't think that you need to put everything behind your paid product. And when you turn up in that energy of just dancing with the conversation and being in the moment, that energy will be received by that other person who is on the call with you. And then during the call, your conversation needs, it's focused on clicking with that prospective client, finding relatable points to them. And that is only possible if you know their world already and you have an idea of the problem that they are potentially going through or the challenge that they're facing. So you're looking to see the clicking points during the conversation. You have to be able to relate to them where they're at. So if you are offering a service whereby you are helping CEOs with their five-year strategy, then you have to know what that CEO is up against, what they're dealing with, what they're experiencing. And if you don't have any personal experience of that, then you're not really going to click with that potential client because you're not going to have any clicking points because the relatability is missing. And then let's move on to after this discovery call. Your mindset needs to be reverent because after the discovery call, this is the sacred moment where that prospects gets to decide whether they will work with you or not. And this goes right back to the mindset that you need to have pre the call. And that is, it's just a numbers game. Your number of discovery calls is just a numbers game. And then your energy after the call, you have to have completely surrendered to the mindset that it's just a numbers game. So you have to release your energy from being attached to the outcome. So you can't sit there in this anxious kind of energy, hoping and wondering if they're going to choose you. Once you've had the call, you've sent them their proposal, you need to be unattached from the outcome. You have to surrender your energy to let the outcome be whatever the outcome will be, because then you can put your energy into focusing on other areas of your business. And then the conversation post the discovery call is about the invitation to work with you. So you have to make the invitation. If you know your service could help them, then invite them to work with you. Going back to that, you know, saying at the beginning, sales is a service. You know that your service can help them. So be in service to them by sending them your proposal and inviting them to work with you. You are doing them a disservice if you end the conversation without making that invitation knowing that you can help them. And the invitation doesn't need to be this big scary, will you come work with me? It literally just means 
that you agree that you're going to send them an invitation outlining your services and inviting them to come and work with you because you have the right tailored solution that can help them. Your call to action from every discovery call, that is, if you have established that you can help them and that they are the right fit client for you, your call to action at the end of every discovery call is to agree that you will send them a proposal. They will review and sign the proposal and then you can both get to work. That kind of conversation at the end of your sales call relieves this pressure of having to close the sale on the call. All you have to do is agree together, you and your prospect, you have to agree that you are going to send them a proposal, they're going to review and sign the proposal, and then you're going to get to work on all the things that you just talked about during your discovery call. The thing that you don't want to say is, I'll send you a proposal, because what happens then is that there's no commitment from them to read your proposal and get back to you. So be clear of what their action is. Your action leaving the call is to send them a proposal. What's their action going to be? Their action is going to review and sign the proposal. So leave the call with that. Don't just leave the call with your action to send them a proposal. Because they can pretty much do whatever they like if they haven't given you that commitment. So be clear that your proposal is just the formality that needs to be completed before you can get to work. And honestly, if your discovery call has gone well, you have clicked with them, you have outlined how you can help them and how you work, which is going to be a natural part of the discovery call if you're the right fit for one another. And you don't need a script to discover that. This will be part of that natural conversation and being present in the moment, being curious and treating it as a consultative process, a back and forth process. You want them to get to know you, you want to know them, and that in itself is the natural conversation. And you want to make sure that you don't lose the client by sending them a proposal that is not aligned with the call that you just had with them, right? So what I mean by this is don't send them a proposal that is all about you, your history, your work, what you do and your credentials. No one wants to read that kind of proposal. When your prospect gets your proposal and it's all about you and it doesn't actually address their needs, they lose interest. They close your proposal and they move on to the next thing on their priority list. Heck, they may even actually go and choose one of your competitors because your proposal didn't speak to them. And that's also what I see quite often is everything goes really well. The call is amazing. We really clicked on the call. We agreed that the solution that you offer is exactly what they need. You thought you related to one another. You sent your proposal and then it was crickets. And that's that's where you know you have a proposal problem. Because when a potential client opens a proposal, they want to see that you understand their problem and their pain. They want to feel seen and heard in your proposal. They also want to see in your proposal the success that they will have by working with you and that your solution is the resolution 
to the problem that they're currently facing. So if you want to ensure that your proposal wins your clients and brings in more business, then my free irresistible proposal blueprint outlines the exact information your proposal needs to contain to get the client to sign and be excited about working with you. You can go and get that blueprint by going to sandrajulian.co forward slash proposal blueprint. I will also put the link in the show notes for you. If that perspective says, yes, I am ready to work with you, make sure you get their commitment by having them sign your proposal. And your proposal should include your terms of service. And then after that, send them their invoice and then start their onboarding process. If they say no to working with you or they say no to your proposal, make sure that you thank them for the opportunity to share your offering and ensure that you have a system in place so that you can stay in touch with them so you can continue to nurture that relationship because they will come back when they're ready. It may just have been a no, not right now, or no, whatever that is, they will come back when they're ready. I've definitely had clients who have said no to us initially for one reason or another, and then when the time has been right, they've come back again, and we've had the opportunity to work together. So just because it's a no this time, don't count that client out completely. Keep in touch with them, keep nurturing the relationship, and then they will eventually come back. And that's definitely been my experience. Well, this takes me back to that initial quote from Patricia Fripp that I shared earlier. You don't close a sale, you open a relationship if you want to build long-term successful enterprise. And you can also think of this as you don't lose a sale, you open a relationship and an opportunity to work together in the future. So if you are using discovery calls in your business, regardless of what you call them, I hope this episode has given you some tips on what you could be doing to improve your calls, or at least the way that you feel and think about them. If you're not using discovery calls in your business, then I want to encourage and invite you to book a call with me. If you're a done-for-you service provider who has some expertise and you've gotten results for your clients, I can help you package up your expertise and start building out this exact system alongside the other systems that you're going to need in your sales engine. So I would love to chat with you about how we can do that together. Especially if you're already making six figures a year in your business and it's time to get some of these systems in place in your business. So there is a link in the show notes, sandrajulian.co forward slash book a call. Come see how I can help you implement some of these sales engine systems into your business so you can operate sales as a service and not put all of this pressure on your sales calls and closing the calls. Before you go today, I want to thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. All the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes 
and you can read a full blog of the episode at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button and get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you'd like to reach out to me and chat about anything on today's episode or any of the previous episodes on the podcast, then I've got a link in the show notes so you can leave me a voice message or a video message. I really do look forward to hearing from you. Alrighty, have a productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.